Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. everyone who has become a patron uh, uh, of the Simply Vegan podcast. We really appreciate your support and it's going to help us to keep um, bringing the podcast to you each and every week. So thank you. You're amazing. We love you. Yeah, it's mad. It blows my mind that people are supporting us. But it's amazing. (laughs) And yeah, we need to um, get a date in the diary for the Christmas party, don't we? Patreon only Christmas party. So the um... hottest, the hottest day of the year. (laughs) Not hottest day. Hottest event of the year. What am I on about? Date. (laughs) Date. Yeah, you're not going to want to miss it. This is going to give you serious FOMO. <laughs> yeah. So head over to patreon.com forward slash simply vegan and become a patron from just £2 a month. And you can join us for our Christmas party and um, connect with other like minded, awesome vegans. Yes. Well, today's episode is the final. I mean, God, it's been a long month, hasn't it? It's November's yes. dragged on, but yeah, it's, it's been like a blink, but also a long blink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a very slow blink, very slow, it's, it's, subtle blink. It's a weird month, isn't it? November, you're kind of like waiting for all the crazy excitement of December. And yeah. I sort of feel a bit anxious because it's like, oh my God, there's so much coming up and constantly just getting people going, what are you doing for New Year's? What are you doing for... Oh, don't talk to me what? about New Year's. Don't talk to me. I don't want to know. New Year's, I not hate because I don't want to be a Scrooge. Well, I mean, Scrooge Christmas, so I can be, I can, yeah, whatever. Um, I just hate it. I think as well, it's because last year our little kitten died before New Year's Eve. Oh, so no. it's now like slightly tarnished. Oh, and bless you. I know, handsome man. So yeah, I don't know. I just, 
I'm not a New Year's Eve person, but we've got mm. Christmas. We got the whole of December to get through before yeah. New Year's Eve anyway. So um, so many people don't like it. My mum hates it. I feel like it's um one of those things where it can be quite emotional. You're sort of thinking about the year. Yeah, and it's also so much pressure as well. Like if you don't go to like a cool party or something like that, then it's just like, well, I've got no friends. <laughs> you know it's what? <laughs> I kind of feel like I wish I had no friends and I could just oh. hide and wear my pajamas. I, I think, like, I mean, you clearly have got loads of friends, but imagine, like, you, another <laughs> 20-odd years, you you sort of collect more and more friends, and then you're like, I've got too many friends! <laughs> yeah, that's okay. it's either, it's either going to go away one way or the other. It'll be, I collect more friends, or I just <laughs> ping them off one by one. <laughs> yeah. They're all gone. You've, you've got to occasionally ping a few off, otherwise it just yeah. gets un- unmanageable. I mean, the WhatsApp groups is just like, I can't <sighs> cope! Try to work! I've got... I've, I feel so guilty whenever I create a new Facebook group chat. Like, actually, yeah. I feel like I have to start the sentence off with, I'm so sorry <laughs> that I've, I have brought another one of these, which is so useless, but it's just the only way that I can communicate with all of you at the same time exactly and sometimes it's like someone's birthday so you have to set up a group without them in it and then it's someone else's birthday and it's just oh it's just endless yeah oh um why do we yeah. have friends god that's <laughs> just that's high maintenance <laughs> <laughs> no but i've totally messed up with new year's eve um i have sort of double triple booked myself so no um, oh my god you do have friends yeah i do i really do <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, um, I don't think they'll be listening to this. So I just need to wangle out of it and um, sort my shit out. Anyway, let's talk about uh, food. So the fourth um, episode of World Vegan Month is focusing on food. And we are going to be reviewing some amazing um, vegan advent calendars as well. So you can run out and get them in time for the start of December. Um, but yeah, we, I'm going to be speaking to a um, vegan food blogger later on. Um, but for now, should we just let's just have a chat about our favourite food? I mean, there's nothing in the world we love more than talking about vegan food, is there? Literally, I think some of our best episodes have just been us asking each other what we're having for tea. <laughs> like it's... Well, they're my best. They're our best episodes. They could be really yeah, that's boring, what we enjoy. But... Yeah. <laughs> just yeah, what are you having for what are you having for your lunch? Oh my god, the food I made last night. Sorry, this is how it, they all start as well. To me, getting really, really excited. Yeah, and I just get really um, jealous, and I'm like, damn oh, it, <laughs> mate. This one was mad. It, I veganized a recipe from Mob. Always use Mob recipes because um, they're just so good and just get you out of a rut. What so, is Mob? Um, Mob is a sort of online recipe blog. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a blog, actually. It's a website that hosts lots of different recipes. It's not very vegan. They have some occasional vegans, but I mean, you know, you can just adapt a few yeah. of them. Obviously, some of them, like, you can't, but this one you can um it was um sweet roasted harissa carrots with crispy chickpeas um and a carrot top pesto with a lab labne labne yeah yeah which is kind of like a yogurt it's meant to be cheese like cheesy yogurt yeah but obviously i didn't put cheese in a car no i put sunflower seeds in it instead and kind of like blitzed that up and that was actually quite nice mm. um oh my god these carrots i roasted them for an hour and a half oh 
Blimey, was there anything left of them? They were delicious. You got <laughs> low and slow, low and okay. slow. Okay. Low and slow, loads of salt, loads. I know we shouldn't be promoting loads of salt, but <laughs> loads of salt. Um, oh, and the chickpeas are so crunchy. The carrots were so soft. They were sweet. They were spicy. The carrot top pesto. We never had carrot top, you know, like the green but carrot tops. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly like parsley. Oh, wow. So don't throw it in the bin. No, Put it in a blender it. with some olive oil, garlic, bit of salt, bit of lemon. Oh, oh that sounds so good. It was good. It was, <laughs> it was great, actually. I've just had it for my lunch as well. Yeah. I did um I last night so I um was with my friend and we were going for a run and she was saying that she had cooked she'd had her parents down who are very non not vegan at all mm. um and she said they'd done um portobello mushroom steaks with chips mm. and I said oh can you send me the recipe and she sent me a picture and it's from vegan food and living she was like it's uh. from, it's from your magazine I was like oh <laughs> That's so good. I know, it's so cool. It's like people actually cook these recipes. This is amazing. Um, so yeah, I made that last night. Did the portobello mushrooms in like um soy sauce and miso, and then it was a bit of a weird combination. And then it was like um, yeah. So you fry up the portobello mushroom slices and then put the marinade on and put them in the oven. And then it was like a green pesto, but it was probably weird because I didn't have any of the ingredients, so I adapted it. I didn't have any pine nuts or um, blanched almonds, which the recipe suggested. So I had to use oh. wal- walnuts and pumpkin seeds. <laughs> oh, I think that's a, I think that's a good alternative. Yeah, yeah. As long as you've got the nuts in there somewhere, nuts and seeds. Um, and yeah, it was really yummy. And then did um, chips and what else I do? And uh, yeah, just a green salad. Check you out, steak and chips on a Wednesday. <laughs> I've had that before when you sort of do like miso, soy on mushrooms. Don't fry the mushrooms first. If you just coat them in the um in the marinade and just put them in the oven and that it sort of it allows all the juices to go in when it's cooking ah. rather than it like lose all its juices and then it'd be like really, really soft. And then you put the marinade on. If you yeah. sort of cook it in the marinade, it just absorbs all the flavour and it still has like quite a firm texture to it. So it's not like really these overcooked were, yeah, mushrooms these were very soft yeah don't um, don't cook them first okay thank you not that that recipe Molly. isn't you know <laughs> right i'm such a control freak in the kitchen i'm so annoyed i've been cooking food for my friends me and my friends are so cute we've started doing this um like cinema and meal cinema and meal cinema and oh. dinner club um and yeah we essentially go over to each person's house kind of like once a week or sort of once every other week or whatever um and the person who's hosting cooks the food and then we watch like a horror film or something like that it's now turned into whatever house we go to i cook the food (laughs) (laughs) i like your friends they they are they're switched on yeah they know what's good for them they know what's good. I would hate to be in a kitchen with you. I can just imagine it. I can just imagine I'm... your eyes watching me like, oh, she's put too much of that on. Oh, no. <laughs> Molly, it's actually really bad. Like, I'm really working on trying to not be such a bitch because <laughs> it's really bad. Me and Cherry, the only arguments that we have is when we're cooking. 
Right. Oh, oh that's sad. <laughs> he's, he's better off just sitting at the table and watching you and chatting. Yeah, he is. He is. But he's also like, he loves cooking too. Um, So like, that's where it gets kind of like, well, yeah. I, I would do this differently. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. I'm, just trying, I'm, I'm working on saying it in a less condescending tone. Right. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> I know. It's so bad. Um, but yeah, just such a total control freak. It's disgusting. Oh, I love it. One other one thing, um, just a quick um tip. Did I mention this before? My friend came around and made a, a dip. She calls it um veganese. So she Ooh. like if we go out for dinner, she's just made a fancy word out of vegan. So she she'll go, Oh, is, is there anything veganese on the menu? <laughs> I love that. She said, oh, I've made a dip. It's veganese. Don't worry. And it's literally, <laughs> a, you know, you get the artichoke hearts in oil. Mm. She literally just drained off the oil, blended up the artichoke hearts. Oh, my God. It tastes amazing. Oh. Yeah. Maybe just a little I bit of lemon it's got juice. Like, but... It's got all the herbs in with it as well, doesn't it? And I feel like sometimes might have even some garlic in in with the oil like garlic bulbs some of oh. them do honestly it was so buttery and creamy and it's mm. literally you just blend up the artichokes and that's it done so yeah i've been like dipping that and spreading it on toast and Ooh, yummy that does sound really good i i don't know whether i mentioned it i have a christmas cocktail party coming up that i'm hosting and what i'm not invited I'm- I know, I'm sorry. The, 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 we're full. The door's full. The door's full. The... You've got a massive house. <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> you liar. I know. Um, Awkward moment yeah. here. Anyway, Awkward carry moment. on. Carry on. I'm sorry. busy that I, day anyway. Yeah, yeah. I checked in your diary. You were not here. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and I am doing like canapes, but like proper, I went like, tacky 80s canapes like volivons and stuff oh, like that yeah creamy um, mushrooms um, in mm, yeah we're doing we're having the volivons they are coming but i think that dip because basically i was going to do um these like chicory cups with um like a smoked aubergine dip with like pine nuts and uh, whatever mm. but every aubergine dip recipe that i've found it's got loads of teeny and like sesame and i've got a friend who's allergic to sesame so oh. i can't do that so i think that sounds perfect yes. to put in like the little chicory cups serve with some pomegranate seeds a bit of lemon it's god you parsley. really go to town see you this know. is the sort of thing that i plan in my head when i'm sort of lying in bed at night and then don't sort of organize it properly and then expect it to somehow happen and the result is nothing like the idea <laughs> i've had in my head you know when it all looks beautiful as well, and it's yeah. all like matching plates and like serviettes. Yeah. And... That's that's the bit that I'm concerned about. Is it looking shit? Like, <laughs> <laughs> mind you, if it's an 80s buffet, it should look a bit shit. You need some yeah. like, tacky tinsel and stuff. Yeah, and... that's what I'm thinking. Like the big old smelly tinsel. <laughs> like you know, tinsel just tinsel just smells like attics. <laughs> Um, it's so gross yeah so I'll just have that by all the food lovely Um, (laughs) glad I'm not coming now yeah it's going to be great I'll send you pictures one more idea um, I saw the other day was um, prawn cocktail um, made with little cubes of tofu in a merry rose sauce that does sound good 
I love a prawn cocktail. I think it's on the to- to Future website. You know, the to Future tofu mm, the presses. Press. Yeah, I think it's on Save their website. Life. So yeah, yeah, have a look. Anyway, shall we uh, quickly run through some vegan advent calendars that we've yes. been um, trying out this month? Because everyone needs one, obviously. You, you have to have a little window to open every day. Yes. And a little chocolate to eat for breakfast. I always get so cross when people do it, like, beforehand. It's just like... I. I've never done that. I've never cheated an advent calendar. I have to. Maybe I'm just boring, but like, I just have to follow it to the day. Yeah. If, I, if I skip a day, then wow, I'm a bad person. Really if I don't it. do the day and then I've got like two, sometimes I'll do that. I'll sort of like do it every other day and then I'll have yeah. two chocolates. <laughs> That's a oh, it's, just, it's just such a nice thing, isn't it, to have like just to count down to Christmas. Yeah. Um. Well, the hip. So it's kind of h exclamation mark p isn't it the brand yes um and they've got an advent calendar for 10 pounds although there's 20 percent off at the moment for black friday if you're quick um and they they this was really cute so they've got lots of different flavors creamy original plain chocolate gingerbread chocolate salted caramel and white chocolate i love the hip chocolate it's so good it's nice and creamy isn't it yeah, it's completely plastic free and it's really nice having all the different flavours, isn't it? It's a bit more yes. like a bit more varied. Mm. I think that's a pretty good price with 20% off. Then there's the Happy Advent Calendar, H-A-P-P-I. There's really fun packaging, this one. It's good yeah. for children, I think, for kids. Um, and it's currently reduced from £15 to £10. Again, plastic free. Um, the chocolates are all the same flavour. Yeah, I suppose, as you as you say, it, that's kind of more a children's sort of calendar, isn't it? Because it's got sort of like happy illustrations on there um, and the kids will just eat whatever you give them. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Nomo one is a good one for kids as well. That's um, £5 reduced to £4.50 at the moment and it's nut, egg, gluten and dairy free. So it's good for mm-hmm. people with intolerances. And it's just a nice, simple one. Yeah, and it's got two different flavours in there. I think one is a caramel and sea salt. It's sort of like whole chocolate, um, but it's got like a slightly sweeter taste and um, nice bit of salt afterwards and then just a creamy plain chocolate, which is delicious. So, yeah, it kind of helps break it up a little bit. Yeah, and, and a bargain for £4.50. Mm. They also do a more kind of luxurious one that's kind of like... <sighs> try it like a christmas tree shape and this is um nine pounds at the moment reduced from 10 <laughs> pound off um but it's called the gooey caramel celebration calendar and it's got a full-size chocolate bar as well as all the caramel chocolate so that's a bit more of a treat and it looks glorious as well doesn't it it literally looks like you could put it on your christmas tree yeah definitely yeah it's a nice little present um God, so many uh, you know so many <laughs> the on bar calendar i <sighs> I'm really sad to see it's out of stock on their website. Oh, and no. This was actually my favourite. Ombar, I love it. It's it's my favourite oat milk chocolate. It's just, it's so creamy. And I feel like I shouldn't be telling everyone how good it is because it's sold out. Yes. Well, hopefully people can track it down elsewhere. It's sold out on their website, but it will be available um, other places. So have a little hunt. It's £10 and it's got really cute. So you know the on-bar bars, if you picture yeah. those, it's like tiny little mini ones. I, I was going to say, it reminds me of something from the 80s, but obviously you weren't around. It we used to have <laughs> these dairy milk. They were like little, you know, you could hold them in your hand. It was like a little chocolate machine. 
and you'd put in two p and a tiny little dairy milk bar Stop. would come out. It was so good. Who was making all these chocolate bars? Is there a tiny I... little person inside? Maybe, yeah, maybe it's a little for real. <laughs> Needs to be but paid yeah. more than two pence. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not in these days. Slave labor. <laughs> But yeah, this, the Ombo one's really nice and all different flavours again. So some, yeah, some really yummy flavours mm. in there. Um, and again, it's all pl- plastic free. It's organic and 10p from every calendar goes to replanting rainforests. So You'd that's a really nice it. one. Yeah. Um, Hotel Chocolat. Did you have this one? Oh, did I? <laughs> Not cheap. It's the most expensive, £13. But it's their nut milk is so good. I love it. I feel like I'm sort of cheating on every band that I say is just like, this is delicious. This is amazing. This yeah. is so nice. <laughs> but this is actually so nice. The nut milk. Oh, yeah. it's mad how delicious it is. It is really nice. It's one of my favourite chocolates. Um, and they're all in uh, little shapes of like reindeer and snowmen yeah, and stuff. Yeah, they're so they? cute. They're so, so wholesome. Yeah, a bit more, um, bit more classy if you want to, you know, slash your cash. Yeah. Um, and finally, oh my God, the Holland and Barrett Beauty Advent Calendar. Now, I was amazed at the price. Is, have I got this right? It's £55. So it was £55. It's now £35. Wow, that is going on. That is incredible for the amount of things you get. This is a huge calendar. And And it's like full size stuff as well. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's got all sorts in it. I mean, you you're going to save yours, aren't you, to do it properly? I've not opened it yet. <laughs> I've properly ripped it open and gone through it. And there's there's all sorts. There's like face. Oh, should I tell you or not? Don't listen yeah, to this you, bit, Molly. Yes, yeah, it has you all on the back. What's in there? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I just I just won't know what I get on the day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's face masks, sh- a shampoo bar, bath salts, candles. Yeah, cleanser. There's all sorts. Everything you could ever want, and some like bam- bamboo makeup wipe things, like oh. um, cleansing pads. So I think that is it. Honestly, it's such a good buy. So if you're listening, run out and get it because it is super cool. So I might buy, might go and buy another one because that's really good. I feel like we're I, salespeople. We're not. Yeah, <laughs> this isn't paid for. <laughs> no, not at all. No, I mean, there's a full size. Um, uh, what's it called? Faith in Nature, uh, shower gel as well. Yeah. If you go to veganfoodandliving.com, you'll find a huge range of vegan advent calendars on there. Yes. So you can kind of go through and choose yours because it's kind of nice to see them visually, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. I think if you just go onto the website and just search advent calendars our lovely colleague rachel um has made a beautiful article and it's i think it's got like 55 different vegan advent calendars on there so if you've not got one now a lot of them are probably on offer so go 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 to the website have a look well that brings us to the end of part one of today's episode but please do stick around for our interview that's all about the joys of vegan food I'm delighted to be joined by Nisha Vora today. She's a blogger, author and vegan food coach at Rainbow Plant Life. Hi, Nisha. How are you? Hi, nice to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. So we were just saying off um, off air, as it were, that you're in Southern California and obviously we're um, in gloomy old Britain. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, have you lived there all your life? Uh, I grew up in Southern California, but then I spent most of my adulthood on the East Coast of the U.S. So 
I went to law school there and then I spent eight years in New York City living there. I just re- moved back to California two years ago. Um, so definitely a different change of pace, different lifestyle yeah. for sure. Oh, amazing. New York, California, it just sounds so exotic and exciting. <laughs> <laughs> you started off as a lawyer, didn't you? And So how on did, earth yeah. did you go from being a lawyer to kind of a blogger and a, and a chef? Sure. Well, I started off as a teenager loving cooking. I fell in love just watching TV shows and then hosting kind of dinner parties with my friends and family, but it never really felt like a career path. And I'd always been very, I guess, studious. I loved I loved school. Going to law school seemed like a natural fit. I wanted to use the law kind of as this tool to help people. Uh, I loved law school. Practicing law was a very different story. Um, I quickly became disillusioned with how our legal system works. We definitely don't have to get into all those specifics today, but that's the <laughs> short short answer of it. And I tried a few different types of law and I just really didn't feel like myself. Like I'm the kind of person who is a really go-getter. Like I love doing a good job. And I felt like I just, I was doing fine, but I wasn't, I wasn't passionate about it. And I felt like inside of me, I was like, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. And in combination with feeling very disillusioned by what I was seeing, um, how our legal system works. I was like, I have to find something else because I was waking up anxious every morning, going to bed, like just so stressed and like really just living for the weekends. And it just felt like such a poor way to spend my life, you know, at a job where you spend a minimum of eight hours a day. So a minimum of a third of your life. And I just felt um, really unhappy. And so uh, I really just started a food Instagram back in 2016 as a creative outlet to, you know, get, deal with some of the stress and work things. And it started to just take off. I became vegan around the same time. And I think veganism was becoming really uh, more popular, more mainstream, um, less of this like very fringe side thing at that time. And so there was a really nice reception to it. And then I used kind of my Instagram to find a job in the food world um, and to leave law entirely. I worked at a food startup for two and a half years in New York City where I did everything from the photography to the recipe development to the copywriting for um, a small startup. And then as I grew, I kind of started to focus on a couple things. And then on the side, the whole time, I was just building Rainbow Plant Life through my Instagram first, but then through my blog and through YouTube and a cookbook. Um, And then about three years ago, I went full-time. So I'm just working for myself full-time. So that is that was a long answer. I apologize. No, no, I I just absolutely love hearing people's stories. And, you know, it's, I mean, that is sort of a lot of people's dream, isn't it? To kind of, you know, to be able to turn their sort of hobby, you know, Instagram and, and kind of like making all this delicious food into, you know, something that earns them money. Um, so did you, I mean, did you kind of train to like photograph food and things like that? Because I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to admit now my food photography is absolutely <laughs> shocking. I mean, I, I am terrible on Instagram really am. So, <laughs> um, no. So, I mean, when I started, I you can, you, if anyone cares to scroll back to the beginning of my feed, you will be like, oh, those are not great photos. Um, we all start at, you know, point zero. Uh, I didn't have any photography training. Like I told you, I went to law school. Uh, I never really used a camera aside from when I would go on vacation. Um, but I quickly like became very drawn to 
photography, especially because vegan food can be so colorful. And I've yeah. always like loved color. And so I was like, I just want to get good at this. And so I spent, you know, lots of my free time just watching photography tutorials online. Uh, most of the education I got was free. And then eventually, like I paid for a couple courses, but there's really just an astounding amount of information you can get online for free to like improve your craft, whether it's food photography or knitting or really any skill at this point, you can learn online to a certain degree for free. Um, and that's what I did. And I just kept practicing. And eventually I went from like very, very, very amateur to like, oh, this kind of could be professional. So um, it was really just, oh, this is fun. I really like it. And it's a good way to showcase my food. Let me just try to get better at it. Yeah, I need to um, I need to hunt out these free tutorials <laughs> and because you kind of want to just like you say, you, you make this dish and it's so colorful and it just looks incredible. And and it's almost like a form of activism, isn't it? Because, you you know, you share it online and then your friend who isn't vegan goes, wow, that looks amazing. Yeah. That's the recipe. And then, yeah. you know, it kind of spirals from there. So, OK, right. That's uh, yeah. I'll put that on my to do list. <laughs> Um, what I mean, what is it that you love most about vegan food? You said, you know, about sort of it's it's very colourful, but what what else sort of sure. draws you to? Um, well, so aside from the fact that no animals have to suffer, I mean, that's the primary reason I went vegan. Um, it's also, you know, I'm sure everyone listening knows, like, it's better for the environment as a whole. But I think when it comes to the food, like specifically, what I love is that there's just really endless creativity when it comes to plant based cooking. So. I think when I used to eat meat and dairy, it was very uniform. It was very like standard, like, okay, I have a piece of chicken or I have a steak. Now, what do I put with it? Like, okay, like I have broccoli, I'll put broccoli with it. Or like, you know, even when you're at a fancy restaurant, I feel like you have a big piece of meat on your plate and then like everything else is just kind of an afterthought, like aside. Um, whereas if you start with, let's say carrots, you can just, you can start at, from so many different perspectives. Like, do you want to braise them? Do you want to roast them? Do you want to slow bake them into like a lock substitute? Do you want to ribbon them into a salad? Do you want to shred them into like a fritter? Um, do you want to grill them? You know, there's just so many starting ports or like lentils, one of my favorite ingredients. Do you want to cook them al dente for a salad? Do you want to turn them into a meatloaf, into a taco meat, into a bolognese, into a curry? Do you want to puree them into a dip? Like, Puree them into a savory pancake batter. Like there's just so many opportunities to get creative and to like not eat the same thing. Like I feel like it's very easy to fall into a okay, here's my piece of animal protein, my vegetable, my starch. And like I guess if you were looking for a, a well balanced meal with your protein, fats, carbs, whatever, like that's fine. But it's so boring after you know mm -hmm. it gets so boring after a while. So in addition to like not having to eat animals and things like that. I think that's my favorite thing about vegan food is just there's endless opportunities for creativity. And I feel like I never eat the same thing. And I know some people are creatures of habit and maybe that's fine for them, but I love having variety and I love having diversity. And so it's just so exciting that like, even if I use the same ingredient three times in the, the week, I can just have them in so many different ways. Yeah, you put that so well. It's, um, it's, it's so true. And when you, when you're not vegan, you know, all you think about is how, yeah, restrictive uh, vegan, you know, a vegan diet is. And yeah. it's, it's it's completely the opposite. And that, you know, that continues to blow my mind. You know, like you've just mentioned there, the amount of things you can do with a carrot. It's just, it's just yeah. insane. <laughs> and it's yeah. just so exciting. It really, um, yeah, it really, it really is. 
Um, how can we add more excitement then to our dishes? So you obviously just mentioned some ideas, but it, you know, is it is it about adding texture, like different flavors? What sort of tips could you share with our listeners? Yeah, um, one tip is just go shop at different grocery stores. Like in the US, we call them ethnic grocery stores. I'm using air quotes because like that's not the best word to use. It's like go to your local Chinese grocery store, your local Indian grocery store, your local Ethiopian grocery store, your local Mexican grocery store, whatever options you have, because you're just going to find like this whole other world of spices and flavors and different, you know, ingredients that maybe you're not familiar with that can like really jazz up the flavor of your food and introduce you to different cuisines. Like I think like the stereotypical vegan foods of like, you know, your smoothies and your oatmeals and your avocado toast and your salads, like fine, great if you enjoy them, but like it's going to get boring after a while. Right. So like there are so many cuisines that are naturally plant-based friendly um, where like meat doesn't have to be the center of the plate. Like for instance, I'm Indian and there's just so many Indian recipes that are easy to veganize or already naturally vegan or vegetarian and easy to make vegan that like, I just feel like I never get bored because there's just so many different options and there's so many big, bold flavors. And so I'd encourage folks listening to kind of get out of maybe your comfort zone and to try to seek out those grocery stores and seek out um, creators who specialize in those foods who maybe come from those cultures, because that's the beauty of the internet now is that like, there's so many things you can find. You can find someone who's vegan and specializes in Ghanaian food. You can find someone who's vegan and specializes in Japanese food. There's just so many options for you today. Um, One other thing I would also say is like in terms of like adding more excitement to weeknight meals, because I know, you know, not everyone has as much time as we would like to cook elaborate meals, especially during the week. Um, I love cooking or uh, prepping on Sunday or Monday, like just a couple different really good sauces or condiments, because I think that can really bring your meal together during the week in a flavorful, delicious way without doing too much work. So you spend like 45 minutes on Sunday, just making two excellent condiments. Like maybe it's a vegan queso and a like, I don't know, a cilantro uh, sauce, let's say, then you can like have kind of Mexican-ish flavored meal throughout the week. You can do tacos, you can do burrito bowls, you can do quesadillas, and you've only spent very little time on Sunday making those those big flavorful condiments that can really bring your meal together. That's a brilliant idea. I'm, I'm totally seeing that one as well, yeah. Because, you know, you can have like a salad with some beans and it can be the blandest thing ever. <laughs> yeah. But if you've got a really good dressing, yeah, you know, and you've got some texture from the beans and, you know, um sort of vegetables or whatever it can taste just incredible um and you can you know presumably you can freeze these sauces as well so you can make a huge a lot of them yeah 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 um and yeah you mentioned texture and I think that's a really important thing too for getting yourself excited to eat something like a salad we all know that salads are good for us but like they can be very boring and one of the ways I like to add variety and interest and make it more of like oh I'm actually actually excited to eat this salad is to what are different textures I can use? So one way to do that is use two different types of lettuces. So if you normally use baby spinach, add something crunchy in there, like a romaine, so you get that crunch. Add um, something chewy if you like chewy flavor, chewy textures, like maybe chickpeas or some dried fruit, if it makes sense. Um, if you want more crunchy or crispy things, you can toast them like nuts and seeds with some whole spices. You can do croutons. You can do breadcrumbs. Um, if you want something crisp, you can do like thinly sliced apples or 
um, certain vegetables like fennel, like are just naturally crisp. And so I think just what are like three or four different textures you can bring to a salad? Like if you want creamy avocado is obviously great or creamy salad dressing, because I think salads can be so exciting, but uh, I think people just need to like exercise a little more creativity and um, think about textures when they're making them. Yeah. I, when I sit down with a meal, I kind of look at it and I think, hmm, what's missing? And then sometimes I'll go and get some pumpkin seeds or something, just sort of throw them on top, just to <laughs> sort of cover all bases. Uh, you, I mean, you said you're of Indian heritage. Um, what sort of herbs and spices do you like to use then? I mean, I love Indian food. Well, that's a hard question for spices, just because like Indian food is just so like spices. I just think of Indian food as spices, you know, they're yeah. just so inter interconnected that it's hard to be like, here's my favorite one spice, right? It's more about like the blending of different spices together. Um, but, but I would say that for anyone who's listening, um, if you're not familiar with using whole spices, I think that's a really excellent way to take your cooking to the next level. Um, so whole spices, generally, um, they will last longer because they have these protective seed coatings. So it's great that you you know, maintain freshness longer, but you also get more flavor because um, there's just, you have the whole spice. It hasn't been pre-ground. And once you start grinding spices, like I put them on the grocery store shelves, they start to lose some of their potency over time. It's not to say you should never buy ground spices. I definitely do all the time. But if you really want like those big, bold flavors you associate with really good Indian food, um, whole spices really will change your, change your cooking. I have a lot of Indian recipes on my blog and YouTube channel where I kind of show you how to cook whole spices, like the methods, when you can add them, how to toast them, things like that. Um, I just think that it will unlock so many opportunities in your kitchen, not just with Indian food. I use whole spices and lots of different things. Sometimes if I just want like a really quick flavor infusion, I will heat up a little bit of oil, toast my whole spices, like maybe cumin seeds and coriander seeds, add some thinly sliced garlic and you've got this like warm spiced garlicky oil and then you can pour that over you know your rice or your lentils or your yogurt sauce or whatever you want just for that like very quick like four minute flavor infusion so if you're not familiar with whole spices I really encourage you to start experimenting Mm, it's, it's almost tea time here in the UK and I'm getting really hungry I'm thinking sorry tonight <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah I mean I I don't really use whole spices because you just you know you grab them in the supermarket don't you will already ground up and um that's yeah, that's another great idea I'll have to give that a go I've got a pestle and mortar so um yeah, yeah that's a great tool for that and like I don't expect people or most people anyways um to be doing this all the time right it's more like if you have a few extra minutes if so, like let like maybe give it a shot. Or if you're making, for instance, an Indian recipe or you're cooking for company, you really want to like show off your cooking skills, like maybe that's when you give it a try. Um, I certainly don't think that like if you're making a 15 minute dinner on Tuesday <laughs> night, that, that that's what you would be doing. But um, for those who are listening and are interested and in really unlocking different flavors and like leveling up your cooking, it's, mm. a, it's a wonderful way to do that. Yeah, sounds delicious. Infusing the oil with the spices, and quite a good job for um for the kids. You know, if you're cooking, you can kind of get them grinding up the spices. They'll probably yeah. quite enjoy that <laughs> if you have yeah. them. Uh, what what about um crowd pleasers then? So dishes that you'd make if you're going to have like people around for dinner. What would you cook? Sure. Well, um, I generally approach my recipe development with like non-vegans in mind, like. 
more because I want as many people as possible to try vegan food and to have this really awesome experience with it. Um, but some of the things that I love making for other people are uh, creamy pastas. Everyone loves creamy pastas. So like I have a mushroom stroganoff that's like so creamy and savory. And so people really don't miss the meat with that one. Um, one of my most popular recipes that people love making for their families that aren't vegan um, is my red lentil curry. So it's like a very streamlined Indian recipe. So you can make it on a weeknight, but it's still really excellent. Um, I don't know if you know what a Crunchwrap Supreme is, but in the US, we have a place called Taco Bell. It's a fast food joint that's very popular and they have this loaded, um, it's almost like a mashup between a burrito and a taco. So you have mm-hmm. like a big tortilla and you add your like taco meat and your cheese and your sour cream and all your fixings. And then you add like a crunchy tortilla on top so you, and you fold it up so you get like the crunch in there too. So I have a vegan version of that. That's like a really great option if you are trying to please people who, you know, have very, um, just like don't eat vegan food at all. They're like, what yeah. is vegan food? You know, like that's a great <laughs> option for them. Um, that sounds yeah, amazing. It, yeah, really it's good. so good. It's so good. Um, but yeah, I, I tend towards when I'm cooking for other folks who aren't vegan, who are kind of new to the idea, um, tend towards comfort food because everyone loves comfort food. And if you can make it vegan, they probably won't even notice it. Like, yeah. if, or if you can, if you make it vegan in a way that's like still really delicious, if you don't try like, I think there's sometimes a idea, at least at least for new vegans, or um, that if you don't make it the healthiest version of something, you're like somehow failing as a vegan. Like if you don't stuff eight vegetables into your mac and cheese, like <laughs> it's not a vegan mac and cheese, right? And sometimes I think that like uh, we forget that people eat for comfort and for pleasure, and so especially when you're trying to cook for people um, who aren't familiar with vegan food or maybe skeptical of vegan food, I think like focusing on how can I make this recipe the most delicious possible so that I can get people excited about vegan food instead of like, how can I make this the healthiest recipe as possible? I think you can make very nutrient dense food taste delicious, but you also have to focus on flavor and um, making the food exciting. And um, yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a way to bridge both of them, but I think it's easy to like be, to fall into the, Oh, well, if it's not the healthiest version possible, then like, why am I kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. So when everyone comes around, let's not worry about giving them, you know, nutritional value here. It just needs to taste good. And then they'll come back for more. (laughs) Well, I think you can like, you can find a happy medium. But like, if I'm inviting people over, I'm not going to serve them like my weeknight kale salad, right? Like they already know that vegans eat kale salad. Like they don't need, (laughs) they don't need that. Right. Um, So I try to find a way to make it as delicious as possible. But when you're using plant-based ingredients like lentils and chickpeas and vegetables, it's it's gonna be nutrient dense compared to the non-vegan version anyways, yeah. right? So like it I think it's you get the best of both worlds in that yeah. in that approach. Exactly. What are your thoughts on vegan cheese then? I mean I don't know what the market's like over there. We're slowly getting better in the UK. We've got um the you know the artisan nut cheeses which Yes. are so delicious they're slowly creeping into the odd supermarket which is super exciting because at the moment it's sort of you know you have to track them down via a yeah. 
health food shop that's half an hour away or order them online. So, um, yeah, how is it where you are? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely gotten a lot better. When I went vegan in 2016, like there were no cheeses I wanted. They were pretty much inedible. Yeah. Um, so it's exciting to see that in six years, like there's been a lot of change. I still don't use them that often in my cooking, mostly just because I enjoy cooking kind of my own alternative. So I have several different vegan cheese options on my blog. Like I have um, a vegan queso or a vegan feta. And I, I love making those um, from scratch. Um, but we do have some good, pretty good options. I would say in our supermarkets, like we have, do you have BioLife there? Yeah. So their feta is really, really good. I really like that. Um, we have a couple of... Um, there's a brand called Chow Creamery that has some slices and shreds that melt pretty well. Obviously, meltability is a hard thing when it comes to vegan cheeses. So, um, but I think I think like there's been a lot of improvement. And for people who are looking for quick options, like I think it's great. Personally, I don't buy them as often just because again, like I don't think my recipes need them that often because I'm yeah. just doing different things. But it it is nice to see how much it's grown because the more options. Um, that are tasty um, and that don't taste like, you know, weird plastic, uh, (laughs) then more people will be willing to like give them a try, even if they're not vegan yet. Yeah, definitely. How do you make your feta then on your blog? Because I'll have to go and have a look. Yeah, Um, I brine um, basically tofu in a mixture of olive oil and vinegar and miso and a bunch of spices. And I let it brine for like two days. And it gets that really tangy, kind of salty flavor. And it has like some oregano in there. So it kind of has like the Greek flavor profile. It's really easy. Um, My favorite cheese recipe on my blog, though, it's my fermented cashew cheese. So it kind of has that, you were saying, like the artisanal nut cheese flavor. And it ferments for just a couple of days on the counter or in your oven. And it just develops this like intense, savory, cheesy flavor that I feel like I haven't been able to find in a... Um, store-bought grocery store cheese, maybe in like a very um, artisanal, like locally available type of cheese. But I really love that one. And it's so good in so many things. So if anyone is up for making their own, it's really, really fun. Well, I think with Christmas coming up, because they're so expensive, aren't they? The um, the sort of fan nut cheeses. So, you know, if you can, I mean, I know nuts are quite expensive as well, but if you can make your own, you could probably get a bigger batch. So yeah. Yeah, so everyone head over to um, (laughs) rainbowplantlife.com and have a look at those recipes and uh, get prepping for Christmas. It's so lovely to chat to you, Nisha. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Well, that's it from us for World Vegan Month. Uh, Next week, we'll be kicking off our Christmas specials. So lots of reviews of all the delicious vegan food in the shops ideas for what to make for the big day and in the meantime head over to veganfoodliving.com for loads of recipes tips and advice and don't forget to head to patreon.com forward slash simply vegan and become a patron from just two pound a month planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.